Hey, Dreamers, I can't believe it. We are so close to Dreamers Podcast existing for three whole years. To celebrate this amazing accomplishment, I have decided to put together a live event here just outside of Philadelphia, May 20th. DreamCon will be an all-day event where you can meet past guests, network with other Dreamers, and play minute-to-minute games to raise money for charity, and of course, so much more. Tickets are on sale now at superjoepardo.com slash dreamcon. I can't wait to see you all there. Hey, Dreamers. My guest today is making her dreams come true by helping others transition through their change faster. Not only is what she's doing amazing for others, but uh, I'm getting the pleasure of getting to sit in the studio right here, right now, feeling that energy of helping others uh, transition through that change even faster. I said it twice there. Dreamers, I'd like to welcome Nikita Thigpen. Did I say it right? Yes, you did. I did say it right. It's spelled <laughs> or said just like it's spelled. Uh, how are we doing today? I am amazing. Thank uh, you so much for having me today. I am so happy to hear that. I, I am amazing too uh, and feel amazing at, at the same time. <laughs> bunch, right? Uh, at the same time. Nikita, thank you so much for coming here to my house and my studio and hanging out while we uh, got to, I mean, this on this day, however you feel about it. So for those that don't know, because this is going to be like a couple months from now, mm-hmm. this is the inauguration day. Uh, and while you didn't get to watch any of it, mm-hmm. actually, I only watched a little bit of it myself because I was so busy running around the house getting everything done. Um, it is... An interesting day from uh, such a complex day. Yeah. Um, and you know, when, I I think the, the 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 thing to remember at all times is that this happens in America and a handful of other places in the world. Uh, you know, change of power, right? And and that's um, while while you may feel one way or another. Uh, about who got elected, the, the the brilliance of it is is that one person doesn't really run the country. That you know, there's other checks and balances, and uh, the other aspect of it is is that in four years, or actually three years, we can vote for Kanye West. So <laughs> I, I'm excited. Like I, I'm pretty hopeful. I hear that. <laughs> what a change that will be. Yeah. I, yet again, but hey, if it wasn't for Trump, he wouldn't. Uh, you know, he kind of opened the platform up. For that, for him to be able to go and do it. I mean, they were, in, I don't know if you saw, but they were actually hanging out together. Yes, I did. It was a little disturbing, but I did see that. Hey, it's good to have friends in high places, right? <laughs> Regardless of what they may think of each I mean, may or may not think of each other or whatever, or even what you may think of, say, Kanye West or Trump or whoever, um, it doesn't hurt to have, have friends or, yeah. or, or at least the connections that will be able to open your doors to each other. And, and that's one of the things that they kept talking about this morning, uh, at least on CBS when I was watching it this mm-hmm. morning, was about like, hey, you know, Obama might not be happy. You know, he's, it's got to be so hard to stand there, especially all the things that have been said. Right. Um, and like welcome him to what was your home uh, for the second time. Uh, but the but the point is, is like, look, it's more what's more important is, is that if they as long as he's friendly enough that he could keep that that olive branch open to be like, hey, you know, call me anytime. Right. 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 I a, agree. Get, pick up the phone. So at least, you know, I'm available because there's not every president is avail, isn't available going back to 
forever in the history. So there's only a handful of those around to even so be true. able to do it. Uh, and and hopefully uh, he he you know would at least have a conversation with him once in a while, maybe every couple months or six months or something like that. Just to just to get a little advisement, yeah. Just to you know, just to hear hear a different point of view mm-hmm. than what might be surround you might be surrounding you. Um, so anyway, all with all that said, Nikita, I would love for you to give some background about yourself. Sure. What do I start? You know, when I was born. No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> well, you know, Joe, that my professional background, the rearing up that I had, was as a licensed clinical social worker. All of my expertise is in trauma, relationship management, human behavior, all those modalities that help me understand the person inside the professional. Um, And so about five and a half years ago now, I stepped out on faith, um, seeking after my vision, not knowing what I was doing. um, And I jumped into the pool of entrepreneurship, um, which is now, although our company has taken some pivots over the last five years, right? Some growth turns is now the ThigPro Balance and Relationship Management Institute, which is pretty much a sustainable growth and development company holistically for entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial leaders. Okay, why don't we get a little deeper into what that actually means, right? Because <laughs> that sounds pretty, and that, that sounds like a great elevator pitch of it's not a so hey, good, elevator pitch. Kudos for, for figuring <laughs> that out and get and having that to be yeah. able to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the fact that you know pivoting because pivoting. Mm-hmm. Um, this show has pivoted for anyone who didn't realize, like you are just joining now. Like this show was a more of an inspirational show when we got started or when I got started way back when almost three years ago, but has pivoted to the elevator pitch of less uh, business lessons from those who live their dreams. Mm. Seven words explains exactly what it is. And it's, it's a different take on it. Cause not mm. every episode is about super successful entrepreneurs that do their thing. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, there's people that that are living all kinds of different dreams and how we can extract um, lessons that we can uh, fulfill ourselves in business. Because even as entrepreneurs, it's still business. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, so that's the that's the kind of the point. So I would love for you to go deeper into what mm-hmm. you uh, what all all of that means, like <laughs> holistic, holistic. Did I say it? Holistic? Yep. Holistic. I always, like I say it wrong. Holistic growth and development. Exactly. What does all that mean? Well, in short, when we stepped into this world, we did it from a, a, a more formal space of professional development and leadership development. You know, all the classes you need for to keep up your CEUs or to maintain the integrity of your organization, you would bring us in and we would help with things from sexual harassment, diversity and inclusion through um, the normal strategic agility that leadership you know, leaders need in those spaces, um, all the different, you know, subdivisions of that. How do men and women lead? How do they lead differently? All that stuff. Um, what we realized though, was going into that very formalized space and we still offer a, a series of professional development. There were so many people, these leaders who were in these spaces, they were secretly what I call careerpreneurs. They were working in these nine to five jobs using a lot of their great skill. They they were amazing at what they did, but they didn't love it. And they were um, playing in the entrepreneurial sandbox on the side. You know, they had side hustles, side businesses, things that they really wanted to turn into something that was more of their focus than kind of stretching themselves thin. And neither choice is wrong to be a professional person or an entrepreneur or the person in between that wants to do both because you're really freaking great at it. It's totally fine. 
Um, but what we realized with, with these careerpreneurs who were kind of leading these secret lives that their colleagues and their bosses didn't know about is they were really struggling with how to do what they wanted to do. They were looking for tools, resources, and opportunities to really grow their quote unquote side businesses. And they were also struggling with the what ifs of if I succeed at growing this business, what does this mean for the balance of my family? Because now there is no dependent W-2 status check that's coming every two weeks down to the penny. I know it, no matter how small it is, it's a penny I can count on versus entrepreneurs you don't know. Will your clients pay their invoices on time? Will the company that you signed this huge contract with get everything through the legalese and red tape of their company so you can actually get this money and hire the staff you need to offer the services they pay for? You know, whatever it is based on those goals. So what I started to do kind of informally with people um, was not just work on the business strategy and the professional growth and kind of the leadership tools is we really started to leverage my clinical background, my coaching background, and pull in that personal side. So we don't offer life coaching at all. It is an integrated part of what we do because everything my company does is around balance and relationship management. We are balancing their business organizational structures, making sure they're doing streamlined funnels, all that good stuff, making sure they hook up with amazing web developers who can really make their websites do what they intended them to do and not just be pretty sites to look at. Um, so that's the balance in the business, but the balance in their personal life isn't just yoga and deep breathing and progressive muscle relaxation, which is all important and very helpful, but it's really priority management and making sure that their time is in alignment with what they want and not what they need. So they're setting aside, I don't know, an extra half an hour in the top half of their morning to just sit and be if that's what they want to do, but making sure they had that time, if that's what they need to fuel themselves to get through all of their day. So that growth and development that's holistic is because we're looking at every element of their being that person inside the professional that's struggling with marriage and dating and kids and babies and having babies and raising babies and all of that stuff down to the financial management, the relationships, Maybe they're not dating and they want to be, you know, all those things up to obviously the most important thing that people come to for us for is to grow their business. They want to organize their whole everything in their life so they can focus their energy on their business and have a successful life they want and not just keep their lights on. Wow, I think I think that might be the best explanation for that that I've ever heard of as far mm -hmm. as like you. coach, you know, coming from a coaching standpoint mm -hmm. in general. Um, because a lot of times it's like, oh, like it's just, oh, it's just growth. Um, and to go along with that, a lot of times, um, and, and I, uh, you know, have even fallen victim to it myself is if we don't put ourselves first, as far as like, what is the life that we want to live look like in the first place, then we can build in a manner that works with that versus works against that, which is really counterproductive because it's just going to burn you out much quicker. Yes. Um, not that you can't get burned out doing what you love, but you're going to burn yourself out a lot quicker because you're like, I'm not getting everything that I actually need in my life, which is like family time and mm -hmm. personal time and um, not feeling guilty when I take time off. Right. I mean, I know you, we talked about that because you had taken some time off at mm -hmm. the end of last year. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, you didn't feel guilty about that? No. No, and you didn't. And I know if I did, I probably, or I know for a fact, I would be, take, I'd be really feeling guilty about mm -hmm. that. Um, 
and and mostly on my end because like if I'm not working, the money's not coming in. Right. So you know that's one of those things where you know if you don't let money be the deciding factor in every decision that you make, um, which it, and it can right. So it just depends on. Usually, I think it's more. Well, I guess it can go either way, money coming in or money going out. Like if you don't allow money to be that deciding factor uh, from the get-go yeah. and you build that life around like, okay, well, if I can – if I, like here's a list of things I could sacrifice, you know, from the $5 coffee every day to mm-hmm. um, to, you know, maybe it's getting haircuts as regularly or going to somewhere else to get haircuts or – in my case, I spent two two years cutting my own hair and cutting, right. I, cutting it really short because for seventeen dollars I bought clippers and it worked. And you know what? I saved myself forty bucks a month to do that. Now I will say I didn't sacrifice and I worked really hard to not sacrifice mm-hmm. having my lawn cut because I don't yeah. like cutting lawn uh, at all. So so that was something that was like you know what? It's fifty bucks. We'll stretch it to every two weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spend that money, but at the same time, I really am not. I don't. I, I'm too busy working to make it what I need the, to warrant going out there and like spending my time out there. Well, that was a smart delegation choice too, because of the life that you want to lead does not involve cutting a beautiful lawn that you have, by the way, oh, it's but it, not beautiful. it is beautiful. Oh, it is minus the, the horrible weather we're having uh, right now, but no, it is, it is, I can see past the gray skies, <laughs> um, but you really do have a beautiful lawn. So Thank that aside, you. your want doesn't include that task, and that's okay. So you gave up something that wasn't nearly as uh, horrifying, like cutting your hair, yeah. to Which make sure really you made room. Consuming, by the way, cutting your hair, yeah, it, even with just clippers, yeah. like it would take. It would take it would probably, probably takes about the same amount of time, but it takes a lot more effort than just going down. Literally, I go down the street, right. I go up at the corner. There's a hairdresser, and they've cut my hair since I was like eight years old. <laughs> so it, you know, I, I I sacrificed that so that I could have the money to to do all this other stuff and Absolutely. go and do the things that I want when I want. And I went on a lot of trips too over that two years to Disney, I think mostly, that was worth it, and other places but yeah so it's but it's been all about making that those decisions of mm-hmm. like what else can i cut out like cutting out cable tv yes we cut that out we yes. have cable internet but you know instead of spending like 130 140 i spend 80 and get the fastest internet that they offer exactly and i use it every day all day mm-hmm. sitting at my desk and mm-hmm. I, if they offered faster internet, well faster reasonably priced internet that's not like 500 dollars a month i would be all over that too right um because I'm here using it. So it's it's about that, finding what life you want. Well, that that is your balance. Like a lot of people say there is no work-life balance, that, you know, that's a, a myth and it's all about harmony or work-life engagement or work-life integration. We hear all these terms and I say that's semantics. Your balance is how you custom fit your life. Your life was more enjoyable, is more enjoyable when you're taking trips with your family and you're able to, to bring Ava into the experiences and do all those amazing things things with yourself and her and your wife versus necessarily feeling like a slave to what do they call being house poor when you're like a slave to everything because you can't enjoy and you can't go on trips and you can't have those experiences this is your custom fit balance is what works for you having fast internet is essential for what you do because it would be frustrating is Hello, Belusia. If I just made that up, um, if you couldn't, considering all that you do, it would take you twice as long to get it done. So your custom fit balance was prioritizing 
what works for me and my family right now in this moment, which could change next month. Oh, yeah. But what works right now, this does. And it's totally okay if I want to invest here, shift a little money here, and save some over there. Makes sense. Definitely, definitely. So, Nikita, what are some of the first steps you took when you decided that you were going to make that, that jump to – coaching yeah well when we oh, that's, that's, is that how you did start to, to, yeah well we say growth and development because i'm a balance advisor who no, okay, happens advisor. to also okay. that's do, what i was trying yeah, to use yeah, the right yeah, word no, so you I, were I like apologize. wait how do i do this um no i i like to you know everyone wants to separate themselves right so i'm a balance and relationship advisor who also does breakthrough success coaching as part of the method and modality for how i advise my okay. clients that's kind of how i separate it um, but when I first started our comp, when my husband and I first started our company, it was a staffing agency that offered professional development to those companies we served. Um, so we, when I say we took a couple of pivots, we definitely, you know, got way more streamlined and really leveraged my strength as I got to know myself on this journey and, you know, and pivoted through all the processes that came with it. When I first started, um, it sounds a little woo woo, but it came from me having a vision of a self-care institution that was global and sustainable, and it didn't necessarily have a, a brick-and-mortar appearance in my mind. It was more so something that was moving and fluid. Um, what that means for me is that when I go to Europe or South Africa or D.C., I'm not necessarily taking a team with me. I'm finding people who have the right background there ahead of time, of course, and training them to the voice and model of my company so that they can offer the services and continue the brand that way. So it's not like a franchise, but it's more of sustainable because we're putting money right back into the same place that we're absorbing it from when we do these live events or micro retreats or these business incubators or whatever. But the very first thing I did, besides being scared out of my mind and trying to talk myself out of moving from little old social worker who um, at the time when I first had the vision, I was at CHOP and I had been there for many, many, many years. And I convinced myself that I didn't have enough of what I needed because that was just being totally transparent. That was my first step was going through this space of doubt of well, you're not enough. You're not ready. Even though you have this this vision, this dream, and it was very clear and very beautiful and very big, it scared me. So I went and I left that job and I went for another one seeking, you know, bigger skills, something to validate me. And I got there and felt miserable. Um, partially because, and I say this with confidence, not arrogance, I could do the job in my sleep, something I thought was going to be so new and so scary to prepare me for my next step. But what I learned in that kind of interim space is I already had everything I needed. I just needed to stop doubting what I had. Where I went wrong um, outside of that moment is um, I got really excited and I started from a space of need. I said, what, you know, I sat with my husband and said, what could we do based on what we, you know, what the money we need to make, not what we want to make? What do we need to make? And we kind of lived just for enough instead of wanting to, you know, have an overflow that would allow us to really do what we want to do, which is to seed into other people. That is a huge part of my core value is to give other people an opportunity to live their best life and not just stand on a stage and empower them and walk away like, thank you for that ticket money. I appreciate it. But to really be able to say, now here's a job. And, you know, and a well-paying job or many well-paying jobs. Like I wanted to be able to do that. And I couldn't do that if I was 
working at such a small space. So I had to push through the doubt, get some advisors and counselors and coaches and invest in myself beyond the rent and computers and software, you know, the normal things that you think you need for your business, the the marketing material. It was more than that. I needed someone to guide me, someone who had failed, who could keep me from failing that same way, but wasn't necessarily going to keep me from failing because you fell forward in your own, you know, struggle, your own process. But I needed to invest in that. And I didn't do that immediately because I didn't know. No one told me. And once I did, it scared me. It was like, give you thousand what? How much money to talk to me? You know, it was just very different, you know, a very different cultural experience for me. So, you know, I, um, you know, my, my battle back and forth with coaching has been this idea of like, um, and, and I guess part of the, the reason I, I consider myself like a business consultant mm-hmm. versus like, I'm not like I've written, I've written self-development books. Right. But right. I'm not that coach, mm-hmm. like life coach or anything like that. Um, but you know, it, it is scary because when you see other, the other people that are out there, that's like, there's really not, I mean, there's some certifications that you can get, but there's there's a lot up in the air of whether or not those certifications really mean anything. Uh, you know, yes. it's not the same as like, Oh, I, I go to a therapist. Well, a therapist doesn't get a therapist just because they decide they wake up one morning and be a therapist. Like mm-hmm. they had to get a master's degree. I mean, mm-hmm. what that, does that really mean though? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but they went to school for 10 years. So they, I mean, they've spent, invested a large chunk of their life to make that happen. It yes. didn't happen overnight. Um, and that, that's the, that's the, that's that. Right. So, um, you know, making that decision though, to invest in yourself, invest in your business for the idea that's like, look, the whole reason I'm doing this is to make more money. So a great example is, is my good friend, Joey, uh, who I would love to have on the show at some point, Joey, if you're listening, uh, he, I know he doesn't do a lot of interviews and mm-hmm. all that, but you know, he was telling me, he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, I spent, uh, $10,000 on the copywriting course. And I was like, whoa like whoa man like that's a that's a lot that's a he's like i would have paid 50 60 100 thousand he's like i've made so much money from that course it's Mm -hmm. it's absolutely ridiculous because he took what he learned and he put it into action and then actually made money right so it's not just an investment of like oh it's not the the woo woo side of like i'm going to feel great about myself and when i leave yeah it's probably going to wane and slip away mm-hmm. and in in that case i would say that that's probably not worth it especially if you're like hey i'm going to go to six events this year i'm going to feel great about myself but even if they're every two months there's two whole months between each one exactly that's not going to be enough to get you there and and really walk you through and and then it's funny cuz i've like i was watching a, a documentary and they're like I paid so and so, uh, you know, like a couple thousand dollars. Like I think they said it was it was five figures, so it was probably like ten thousand dollars for a whole day to spend with this one guy. Mm-hmm. And basically, what it all boiled down to was one word of why I wasn't making as much money as he was, and it came down to branding. <laughs> that was it. He's like, now we talked about a lot of other things. There's a lot of other things that went into it, but he's like, basically, I paid ten grand for someone to just tell me your brand is not strong enough. And that's why you're not making the money that you need to make. And then all of a sudden everything turned around. Like start, like he put those into action. Right. And, you know, when I think of business um, and I, you know, I go, go back to my friend Joe, who I spent a lot of time with at the beginning of 2016 really helped me. And he's like, look, it, it's, this, it's so simple, right? Mm-hmm. If you have 
something that you're doing that makes money, keep doing more of it. Yes. And it will continue to populate. You know what I mean? Like you're going mm-hmm. to continue to amplify that. It doesn't have to be, oh, I'm a 10Xer or anything like that. But mm-hmm. but like realistically, like, yeah, if this works, keep doing it again and exactly. do it again and do it again until, mm-hmm. it, you know, until it doesn't work anymore. Um, and another thing I wanted to bring up was you had said that you had a, a vision. And mm-hmm. it was funny because the first time we had talked was on on Skype. And yeah. you were like, I envision you with a media agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, no, that's not, you know, I don't think so. But, uh, what ultimately is going to wind up happening is mm-hmm. I, when I incorporate later this year, mm-hmm. it'll be a, a media company. Can I have um, 0.001% of your profits please <laughs> for that seed that I planted? For the, for the, for just for the, the name? Well, 0.001%. That's uh, all I'm asking. And some we'll, chocolate. We'll, we'll talk at it. We'll talk at it. Oh, chocolate. Oh, I, the chocolate I could do. The chocolate I could do. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but but the the but the real core of the reason is yeah. is because you know speaking, podcasting, like all these things are media based mm-hmm. things. Not mm-hmm. necessarily that I want to have like a media slash marketing company, because mm-hmm. um, that you know while I could and I might branch out at some point, but that's not the that's not the ultimate goal right now. Right. Uh, so I I appreciate that and. Uh, yeah, so and and you might not even realize it, but the but the company name is going to be something that's along the lines of two three four media. Oh, yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I do too, and it doesn't have my name in it, which mm-hmm. is good for branding, right? Because mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I can't sell like right. the Pardo Media Company. Like that's that sounds great, but like that's not going to mean anything. Mm-hmm necessarily i mean hey disney did it but disney you know it's a little yeah, bit different it is yeah it's different and i mean your last name could be transitional somewhere else but i like where you're going with the two three four for the yeah. various reasons that you chose that. yeah it could mean a lot of things yeah. um so anyway uh i guess my 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 next question to you nikita is how, how did your family take this departure from like the i've got a job to mm-hmm. i'm making a job Oh, they thought I was crazy, um, crazier than they normally thought. I'm, I was definitely the black sheep of my family. I was the outspoken, rebellious one um, on many different levels. But I was also the one that had been working since 12 with a minimum of three jobs at any given time. And my average was five through babies and marriage and grad school and post-grad and everything else. And that was that was who I was. That That was my brand to my family and to my friends was – Oh, she always has a hustle. And my hustles were legit professional clinical hustles, but I always was doing whatever I could just to make sure that my children, my husband, our package had a very different experience than what I had growing up. Like that, that was my reason for flowing in the way that I did. So for me to drop all of that and then say, not only am I not going to live in that existence, that box that you guys have placed myself because I gave you permission to do that, right? That was my 25 plus years of almost 30 years of living that way. Um, but now I am totally 100% going to make every single dollar myself. And to your point earlier, when I am not working, I am not in a space to produce more for tomorrow, let alone for that day. And the way that I reason with that is my permission to pause for whatever reason, whether it's medically induced or just because I want a romantic day with my man or I'm spending some quality time with my teens, you know, whatever it is, I'm doing it because that is my why. 
I do it for them. I do it not so that I can get to the end of the road with billions of dollars and be a broken vessel. I do it because I want to be fueled and be excited and have physical, mental, spiritual energy to enjoy what I built. So those are the reasons I'm guiltless when I pause for those moments, you know, whatever they look like. And some are a little longer than I would prefer just because of of different medical reasons. Um, But I make it work for me and that makes everything smooth. Um, And my family was worried about that because I do, I have a rare autoimmune disease and there's a lot of challenges that come with that at times. Um, I'm a superhero in my mind. So most people would never know that they would look at me on stage and be like, Oh, this energy, are you kidding me? She has something going on. And I do, but my family who knows that, was worried, like, you know, there's no health insurance when you're an entrepreneur. You pay that out of pocket. And for the work that my husband does, um, the insurance was just basically just as much. It was cheaper for me to do the what is called the Obamacare, you know, as an entrepreneur. And there's a lot of, you know, craziness that goes with that without getting into all the details of that. That made them worry because they're like, well, what if something happens to Dean? You know, what if, you know, you're totally uncovered, you know, just working on your own if you're not working for two weeks at a time or a month at a time. But you do it in a way that's balanced where your money stretches, it covers. Praise God for family that has stepped up and loaned us money when we needed it or come and picked up baby girl and did the carpool when I couldn't, you know, that's that's what it's about, right? Is bringing people together to help you. You help them, they help you. And it just kind of keeps going into overflow. So they still think I'm crazy, but just not as... Not as bad as it was five and a half years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you didn't fight through that, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, and you allowed yourself to continue to be boxing that, then you wouldn't be where you're at now. Absolutely. And, and I, you know, I absolutely feel that way uh, personally in in my own journey. So, uh, you know, and it's 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 not easy. It gets lonely. There's a lot of times I'm laying on the couch, you know, have laid, laid on the couch and was like crawled up in a ball. I'm like, this is not going the way I wanted it to go, and it's not happening as fast as it should. But then when you look back and you're like, oh, it only took two and a half years, right? Like, psh, if I went to school, it'd be four, and then I'd be like, well, do I get a job at the end of this four years? I hope. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, you made a good point because something else that you said earlier when you're talking about your friend Joey and the $10,000 copywriting course, well, that's not even uh, one semester of tuition at some schools um, and in some places. So when you think about it that way for many of us, um, it's cheaper to invest in yourself through a credible approved, hopefully, hopefully recommended coaching program or professional development or personal development program that is not just giving you a bunch of, um, I say this out of both sides in my mouth because I am an empowerment and motivational speaker, but empty empowerment, you know, the empowerment that just makes you feel good. And then you leave. And after you come off your high, you're still at square one. You're still stuck in neutral. You haven't really gotten any movement. You just, the car gyrated a little bit and you felt like it was doing something during that time you were being empowered, but then you left and realized you still can't get out of the parking lot. Um, you want it to, you want whatever you invest in to have actionable steps that are realistic for where you are that can shift you forward, even if it's just one step forward, whatever that looks like. And a lot of people, too, will invest in things that are way bigger than they even have time to commit to and then be mad that it didn't work. Like, 
well, maybe you shouldn't sign up for a five-year program that's 10 hours a week if you don't have two hours to, you know, separate yourself and invest in. Forget the money, the time that it's going to take for you to put in the work. Uh, My friend, Dr. Brandy, has a book called Put in the Work, and she's very clear about it. It's not just people giving you tools and strategies. It's you putting in the work to use them, to your point, actionable step take action with the copywriting that you just got or the coaching or whatever and then let it see what happens and most companies will give you some kind of guaranteed money back if you prove that you put in the work and it didn't work they actually refund you your money so it's something to consider for anyone who's listening kind of contemplating what's their next step see where you want to invest and then put in the work yeah yeah well because the opposite you know the the opposite of it is like, oh, well, I'm not going to spend $10,000. That's great. But then how much are you – time – you might not spend $10,000 in, like, ads, right? But you're going to spend a lot of time trying to refine your own process to find – to figure out what happens. And and that's the whole thing. Like, I mean, not that every course, like, oh, get 3,000 right. you know, leads in, in, in 30 days. It's going to be amazing. Like, yeah, but what, what value is those leads mm-hmm. uh, versus a network that you've built for years and the value that that brings and the relationships that come with that network? Uh, y- you know, anybody can could put you know a Facebook ad up and target it. Uh, I mean, effectively is a que- you know that's the question, right? Mm-hmm. But aside from that, it's there's there's just so much like there's just it, it's just so much harder than it to to quantize that time than it is to be like oh it's ten thousand dollars and i could start you know as soon as i'm done that course i could start making like a lot more money because i'll be putting those things into action now with that said that's just the copywriting course, right, right right so that's like that's not how to get a, how to go to leadpages.com set up a lead page like there's still a ton of things that you're gonna have to use, mm-hmm. which really is and means that that course is kind of really a, a niche type thing, unless yeah. you're already a marketing major, right? And then you just want to be like, I want to get more into co- the copywriting part instead mm-hmm. of just if it's graphic design or how to like do something that's catchy, mm-hmm. you know, something to that effect. So it's really niched, mar- you know, niched for for that. But like it I, is. to me, like that is. That like at some point I would love to be like yeah let me let me let me do this, mm-hmm. um, and because I, I I know that I could stand the benefit greatly from from that. Uh, now, is there been a big roadblock in your? I'm sure there has been in five years. There That's, has to have been a big roadblock yeah. that has come up. Uh, what what's been like the biggest roadblock for you to overcome? In business or just in totality? Uh, we'll keep it within business. Okay. Um, I would say, honestly, the biggest roadblock for for me over the last five and a half years was the identity struggle. Um, I really struggled with um, choosing which hat I wanted to be the first hat that people saw. Um, because, you know, many of us have many hats, right? Like I, I wear many, you wear many, a dad, husband, you know, entrepreneur, podcast, holster, author, you know, the list goes on for you as it does for me. And I struggle because my vision was definitely a family owned family run, not exclusive to just our family, but family owned family run Institute, right? It didn't say the Nikita Thigpen show it said you know self-care institute without kind of showing me the name in my my very visual vision that I had but we're all taught 
you know, you're the brand. You you have to brand yourself, brand your name. So I struggle with, is it going to be thickpro.com, thekeetathickpin.com, balancebowly.com? You know, I really wrestled with that for a while, including the formal versus the informal. You've met me um, informally on Skype and, and informally here um, in your lovely, awesome studio. And I am not a formal person. Now, just like everyone, I know how to turn it on when I'm in the boardroom in Pearls and Hills, but my normal self is very personable. And I I'm okay I'm okay with that, but I wasn't always okay with that being the thing that other people saw because I wasn't sure if they would validate it as credible or, you know, could they see me as the expert that I knew that I was. Um in my clinical hat, I had no questions because I had the credibility of the institutions that I used to work for. Um, But in my entrepreneur solo hat, it was, well, who is this girl? And she's quirky and she, her eyes move all over the place because I'm visual and I talk with my hands and, you know, and I'm very verbal and (laughs) clearly right. Um, And (laughs) expressive with my face. And I wasn't sure if I needed to hide that to be fully transparent. Like, do I need to fit in this box of, you know, high heels and pencil skirts and which isn't my style. I'm like flat shoes and jeans, you know, and cute tops. And the only pearls I wear are my little earrings that make me not look like a boy because my hair is short. (laughs) And that's really me. That's who I am in my fullness. and, And I love me at home, but I wasn't sure if that's who I could be for the public. So I struggled with that. I, if you look back on whatever that internet, uh, what is it called? Like the internet library or something. Ar- Archive.org. Ar- the archive. Yeah. And you can kind of see like uh, screenshots of someone's progress. You'll see us going from a very corporate blue and gray website, you know, very formal um I don't even remember what our first tagline was at this point. I've kind of blocked it because it was horrible, but we were like so super formal through the stages of me being about like, you know, embrace your superwoman and you know, all of that, which was kind of more to the right. I went from the all the way left, always to the right. So finding that happy space of I'm really helping people that are brilliant, just like I am unapologetically brilliant, but they were unbalanced. They were unbalanced because of something in their life just, was askew because of expectations of other people, a box they felt like they needed to fit in. They look just like me. I, my old self is my ideal client now because that's who I'm best at working with. With all of that hodgepodge of awesome stuff that I have, I figured out that it was okay to be Nikita and show up and make $30,000 in a room, $100,000 in a room, and not apologize that I'm quirky and my hands all over the place and everything else. And then my flats versus six inch heels and being a person that I'm not, which is okay to be. And there's nothing wrong with that. And when I want to turn it on on date night, I do. But that's not who I necessarily wanted to be when I showed up. And I felt like I had to choose this uh, false pseudo postured identity that wasn't really the full me. It was only this little, little tiny piece. And I was trying to give people the impression that that was the full piece of me. And it wasn't, um, I am not a formal person. I am not a traditional corporate executive, although I can play in all those sandboxes. That's not where I want to live. And I had to really get out of my way, get out of my head, look in the mirror and face the reality of who I really was and be okay with that. And that was a really long, hard struggle. 
I bet, right? Because you're you're kind of coming to terms with not just yourself and being comfortable with yourself, but being comfortable with that other people are going to be comfortable, with, you know, and that you're okay with you being judged based on that versus like, uh, you know, just a, like a vanilla version of yourself, right? And like, okay, it's like a really boring. Ver- I don't know if boring is the right word, but like a re- I guess a boring version of yourself yeah. versus who you would normally be mm-hmm. um, and very like washed down and, or a watered down version. That's a great way to explain it. And it's, yeah, it's tough, right? Cause we, it, it, it's funny. Cause the, the true answer is, is like, if you, if you be yourself, you're going to attract other people that are like that and like that. And not everyone's going to like that, but as a person growing up, it's, it, we, you know, strive for, being accepted mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and it's it, it's tough especially when you're getting started because you're like i want you know you're not supposed to market everyone but you're like i want everybody to right. love me. i want everybody <laughs> to be my customer and and even though we you know you may or may not realize like everybody can't be your customer mm-hmm. uh because if you market to everyone you market with no one yes like but that even goes into your branding of yourself mm-hmm. being yourself mm-hmm. on that level mm-hmm. so it's yeah it's a, it's a really complicated thing to navigate that i think only comes with time and uh with age you know as you get older you realize like this you know this this is who i am i can't keep pretending that i'm not um somebody else and and i know because i struggle with like put like allowing other certain very specific people to put me in a box Mm -hmm. that they don't even realize that Mm -hmm. they're doing it Mm -hmm. but i'm doing it to try to I don't think impress is the right word, but like live to the, what I, what my perception that of my perception of what their perception of me is supposed to be. If that, if you can follow along. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I've been there. It's, it, it sucks. (laughs) And it doesn't, it doesn't feel good. And it causes a lot of unnecessary um, internal conflict. Um, And it also creates these huge rifts in your life, your business, your money, your relation, your private, intimate relationships, your parenting, you know, all of that. And for me, a rift is, is basically a rational, irrational fear that is happening because of some transition. So that's what I, R-I-F-T, that's what it stands for, for me, because that there is a rational part to the irrationality is you're right. Some of those people may not take you seriously, um, and they may look at you just, so that it's not completely irrational, but you're projecting what could be one or two or maybe 20 people onto the world. And there's 7 billion plus people in the world that we have an opportunity to reach if we get out of our own daggone way. Um, but many of us, including me, starting with me, I always say first partaker, I was so arrogant in all of my knowing of my skill set that I didn't see what was really preventing me from moving forward. At one point I looked at it like, I don't know what's wrong with these people. They don't see all this greatness happening right here. Like I didn't understand it because all of this greatness was hiding in a box and covered and stifled and smothered. So all that brilliance that I knew was right there literally couldn't be seen, let alone felt. And I need people to feel me to have the impact that I'm created to make. It's not just uh, showing up and hearing me or listening to the podcast or whatever, which is awesome because it's a great way to reach the masses. But I need you to walk away from any experience with me. My destiny is to leave an impact on the one person. And that impact has to be felt, not just heard. And if I'm hiding in a box, 
I'm just superficial and one of the many other numbers that they walk by. Let me show you this graph over here. <laughs> you know, because this graph really shows how fun over time can increase if we just stay in this box. And I keep showing you more and more graphs about how Honey. awesome I am. But I can't actually show you from myself because that might be considered uh, abnormal and not acceptable and like everybody needs to be like i mean ibm of the of less yester decade mm -hmm. you know that kind of thing um so now that we've we've gotten all that out of the way what was your childhood dream growing up when i was little little um little and tiny <sighs> I was um, an ultra achiever in my mind, more so than in my actions as a little kid. And I said that I was going to be a pediatrician who had a psychology practice on the side of my house. That was right. <laughs> like, I was just going to have all this time to get all these degrees. Um, and the ir irony is I probably could have have <laughs> with the <laughs> mass that with all the degrees I have now. But um, that was my goal. And I was quickly talked out of it. Um, through my environment, what I saw was not in alignment with this big, audacious, bold dream that I had. I have a very dysfunctional background, like a super, you know, most people have probably some level of dysfunction in their background, right? And mine was um, infiltrated and inundated with violence and sexual abuse and physical abuse and emotional abuse and all that. It just wasn't a healthy environment at all. So what I saw was walls and barriers and gates and ceilings that were very, very low. And the expectation was not for me to do anything that I was dreaming in my head. So I kind of lived in my head. One of the blessings in it, though, is I'm a designer, not, not an artist, not a painter. I can't sew a button to save my life. But my designing is in designing solutions because I had to live in my head as my freedom. So I would see a problem and find a pathway to a solution. And that really is my gifting, is designing solutions to problems. Um, and what I realized is my solution growing up wasn't necessarily going to be, though I went to Drexel as a pre-med student and I triple majored in psych, social, and anthropology. I quickly learned, at least at that part of my life, that I didn't really want to be a pediatrician. As much as I love other people's kids, I didn't want to like deal with it at that level. Um, but psychology was pulling on me. The, the social work, the anthropology, the sociology, all of that, the why people do what they do, how they do it, and how we can change it from the anthropological standpoint, that was pulling me a whole lot more than the medical. So I pivoted, still not really knowing where I was going to go with it, um, as most people do in college when they kind of change it. So I, I maintained my major and my goal was to be a clinical psychologist. Um, and the only thing that changed is I had already had my son very young in college, but when my daughter came along, she was a twin and we lost her twin earlier in the pregnancy and that shifted me mentally. And it really made me reprioritize what I wanted to do with my family and how I wanted to spend my time. And I didn't want to lose more time with the kids that I had left, so to speak, um, spending five more years in a straight doctorate program. So I went to um, an old professor who used to give it to me straight and not hold any punches. And I asked him what did he what he thought about my pathway. He said, Nikita, you've never been a psychologist. You have always been a social worker at heart. 
that is who you are. You look at everything holistically. You, when I try to sit you down and only say, well, let's like dissect the parenthood and the, the parenting and the child and the person. And this is why I would always fight against him and say, well, wait a minute, there's some environmental issues here. There's some financial issues here. I would always do that even if it wasn't appropriate for the assignment. So when he pointed that out, that was kind of what, that uh, propelled me towards that trajectory of going more holistic in how I looked at things. I respect psychology, of course. I have lots of psych- psych- psychologist friends. Um, I sound That sound weird, right? Like, oh, I have lots of black friends, um, <laughs> right? When people say that, I have one. I have lots of psychology friends. Um, but when um, he pointed that out to me, I did a couple more inter- informational interviews and decided that I could do what I wanted to do and understand and learn people by being a clinical social worker. And I didn't have to give up five full straight years I just had to give up too now the irony is of course I went back to school over and over and over again but that's not the point um so that was my (laughs) that was my path and I wanted to have a private practice I was always was entrepreneurial but it was more um towards a a one-on-one and I realized in the process that that wasn't my best self my I'm really good one-on-one but my best self my anointing self is in front of the masses so with that said, what does your dreams for the future look like? Um, I am projecting. I was going to say hopeful. Pull that word back. <laughs> I am projecting that the Thick Pro Balance and Relationship Management Institute will one day be able to be run by um, another CEO, um, have another president. I will always be somehow tied as a shareholder and owner. But this greatness that I will establish, that will have this international presence in many, many different countries and places um, and hire millions of people through it, that someone else will run it. Because my um, my spiritual self, my destiny is really to continue empowering people. And I do that mainly from stages. Um, and that's hard to do when you're also running a company. Um, but when people come up to me from the stages and they want more of me, I'm one person, I can direct them to the company and have them get everything that they need through quality advisors and coaches through the company. Um, so that's the goal is to do exactly what I'm doing now, but to do it in a bigger way without the constraints of the day to day in the business that I'm responsible for at this point. Right. Right. I mean, at that point you're, you're doing more recruiting and Mm -hmm. speaking than you are like helping one-on-one. Right. Um, which is, which is good because you can reach more people, you can do more things Mm -hmm. and, um, you, you know, it really would help you, especially if you have somebody that to run the day-to-day operations for that many, uh, really anything more than a couple of employees at that point, um, enables you to, to really just be the visionary and, and, and get those, you know, get other, bring other people in because of that vision that you have. Yes. Um, rather than staying in the, the drudgery of like, mm-hmm. great. Now I got to like figure out these spreadsheets and like, right. Do all that stuff. <laughs> and, hey, taxes are coming up. And uh. hey, that, like, uh, yeah. I mean, that's the stuff that's like not where you really would want to, I don't think you'd want to be there. Yeah, It restricts my, um, my brilliance and it doesn't allow me to, to go fully into my zone of genius when I have to be kind of tethered to those other things. And it's necessary right now. And just like the girl who would work five jobs cause it was necessary for her family. It is necessary for me to do what I'm doing the way that I'm doing it right now right. until it's not. And I have no qualm about letting those 
unnecessary things for me that are necessary for the business go and to give them to someone else who that is their zone of genius. That is yeah. their lane because they they will take the Thig Pro Institute way further than I can. Um, I can only take it as far as my little hands and the, the amount of budget we have now to delegate can go. But someone else where that is their lane can take it so much further. And we're just not there yet. Right. No, it's totally. I mean, it doesn't get built overnight. Mm -mm. Though, like I said before, when you look back, you're like, oh, it took, you know, seven years. Okay, that's not that long, you know, in the grand scheme of things. Because in the meantime, and I always try to explain to people, like, look, um, for a long time there, I wasn't making any money or mm -hmm. virtually any money with my show and, and, and all that. So, or because of my show. I, I still make no money from my show. I mm -hmm. make money because of my show. And uh, with that said, it's like, but I was enjoying every day that I did, right? And and I don't have to relive the days that I didn't make money at the back end of my life. So it's like, it's just one less day I have to worry about, like, not enjoying a day of my life, right? right. So it's like, oh, two years. Well, yeah, I didn't make a ton of money, but I had a ton of experiences, met so many people along the way just in those first two years. Uh, and And because of that... I don't have to live two more years of being unhappy. <laughs> it's like I just don't have them anymore. They're gone. Mm -hmm. But uh, cash them in wisely, I feel. So before we share your last thoughts, I'd love to share how people can connect with you online. Yeah, I would say that the best thing they could do is go to the website, which is easy. It's thigpro.com. Um, I love Twitter, so you can find me. I'm balanced boldly on like everything because it's literally about – breaking the box and balancing all that matters to yourself boldly. Um, my new tagline, by the way, but <laughs> um, so uh, I'm balanced boldly on Twitter, on Pinterest, on Instagram. Um, the, by this time, this comes out on Facebook as well. Um, but Twitter is probably the place that I will say you can engage with me the most. And if you are someone looking for coaching and, um, or just need help, just kind of figuring out your next step, then probably the website going through that process, um, maybe potentially LinkedIn. Although I will say that I vet everyone who comes through LinkedIn. I don't just connect with you because you send me a connect request. We have to set up a Skype um, so I can see, are you really serious about building a relationship or are you playing around and you just want to have another number under your belt? I'm not interested in being another anything, right? Because um, I'm no longer hiding in my box. So um, I connect with you only if we have a conversation, period. But I would say um, Twitter at BalancedBully or ThigPro.com. Awesome. I will have those in the show notes uh, at DreamersPodcast.com. And uh, speaking of Skype, you know, shout out to Michelle Talbert, who was yes! a guest on the Dreamers Podcast for uh, hooking us up because, uh, you mm -hmm. know, Nikita's here in Philly. Uh, so it just made sense. That's why she's here. Absolutely. Michelle's my girl. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there any last thoughts you'd like to share before we wrap up here? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would just tell people who are listening and encouraged, hopefully, by everything that you and I have been raw and open and transparent about today and sharing is to remember that the first step is on you to invest in yourself, whatever that looks like and whoever that is. For some people, the investment is just making a commitment to subscribe to the dreamers podcast so they can get it every single week um so they don't have to forget about it or become something that you know it was that woulda coulda shoulda used to listen to thing that they knew was great and they forgot so take the first step and make an action somewhere in your life subscribe to this podcast 
share it with someone you know needs to hear some aspect of it. And if your next step after that, if you've already done it, is investing yourself with something, someone, somewhere. Um, but just vet them first and be really clear to get recommendations and referrals. Yeah, I mean, and you know, even as another step um, before you even get to that point where if you're not comfortable with spending money, mm-hmm. um, you know, start finding some new friends, yes. a new circle of people. Yes. You know, it doesn't always have to be that that like I got to go find that coach, advisor, mm-hmm. consultant, mm-hmm. person. Like, just start by getting in a new fa- find a Facebook group with of things that you like yes. or or interested in, and then. Uh, go from there and then you'll just naturally as you start to interact you'll naturally find the people that you belong with and I know say the tribe or whatever but mm-hmm. but like you just will you mm-hmm. will find those people um, that you you connect with and then they'll have connections with people that they'll introduce you to and before you know it you're gonna not get rid of your old friends I still have all my old friends and mm-hmm. I love my old friends and that's that's awesome, but like the expansive network that I've grown of, of new friends and new relationships, and um, you know, it's so invaluable. Where it's like, I, I you know, it, it goes back, Nikita, to the time or money thing, right? Yes. And while these first two and a half years, I didn't spend a lot of money on like pff, anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did everything as mostly as cheaply as I possibly could, um, with some exceptions a lot of time went into making those relationships and building those relationships so that I now have friends like all over the world and, and, and they get what I do Mm -hmm. to a level that even my, you know, business owning family doesn't get what I do. So it's, you know, I, I, I chose time, but money is a, is a great way if you have it to, uh, to just connect with somebody who is, you know, credible Mm -hmm. and has that background and is where you want to be in that field that you want to be in or has that skill that where they, you want to be, like I said, look at the copywriting thing. Like Mm -hmm. that's something that I want to get better at. So it's something that that maybe not too distant future. I will probably invest in something to that, to that of that nature based on recommendation and and research. Absolutely. Level up. That's what I hear you saying. Just level up. Yep. Oh, you know, every, everything about your life, uh, will start to change, change the people, mm-hmm. you know, that you're hanging around with all the time. You know, you know, again, you don't have to get rid of the old people. No. I still see my old people all the time, uh, or as often as we can now that I have a baby. <laughs> right. Uh, but you know, it's, it's just that thing, understanding, like, it's so important for you to, to spend more time around people who understand what you're, where you want to go with life. Mm-hmm. So with that said, thank you so much, Nikita. I really appreciate you coming here at the studio today and being on the show. And I, I look forward to being on your show. Absolutely. You, you should plug your show. Yes, the Balance Boldly Podcast. <laughs> so excited. Of course, Balance Boldly, balanceboldly.com. <laughs> yes, go go and please check it out. And um, if you, as Nikita said, if you enjoy the show, please feel free to just share it with a friend. That's all. That's all I ask. Absolutely. You, know, you don't have to write a review if you don't want to. It's a pain to write a review. I know it is. Uh, so don't even don't, don't even worry about that. Just uh, share it with a friend and uh, maybe it'll help enlighten their day or, or, or days considering we're getting close to, you know, a year's worth of, like per day, a year's worth of podcasts. So, yeah, so it's awesome. it's it is awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. And don't forget about DreamCon coming up May 20th. Uh, here out just outside of Philadelphia. You can go to superjoeparter.com slash dreamcon to check it out. Thanks everybody for listening and I will talk to you all next week. 
thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dreamers Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Dreamers Podcast. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dreamers Podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Dreamers Podcast, please send an email to j at jpar.co. This podcast is copyright 2014 by jpar.co.